Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the PriceSmart Inc. Earnings Release Conference Call for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, which ended on November 30, 2023. After remarks from our company's representatives, Robert Price, Interim Chief Executive Officer, and Michael McClary, Chief Financial Officer, you will be given an opportunity to ask questions as time permits. As a reminder, this conference call is limited to one hour and is being recorded today, Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. A digital replay will be available following the conclusion of today's conference call through January 17, 2024 by dialing one 677 for domestic callers or 1416-764-8692 for international callers and by entering the replay access code 833282 followed by the pound key. For opening remarks, I would like to turn the call over to Price Smart's Chief Financial Officer, Michael McClary. Please proceed, sir. Thank you, Operator, and welcome to Price Smart Inc.'s earnings call for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, which ended on November 30th, 2023. We will be discussing the information that we provided in our earnings press release and our 10Q, which were both released yesterday afternoon, January 9th, 2024. Also in these remarks, we refer to non-GAAP financial measures. You can find a reconciliation for our non-GAAP financial measures to the most directly comparable GAAP measures in our earnings press release and our 10Q. These documents are available on our investor relations website at investors.pricemart.com, where you can also sign up for email alerts. As a reminder, all statements made on this conference call other than statements of historical fact are forward-looking statements concerning the company's anticipated plans, revenues, and related matters. Forward-looking statements include, but are not limited to, statements containing the words expect, believe, plan, will, may, should, estimate, and some other expressions. All forward-looking statements are based on current expectations and assumptions as of today, January 10th, 2024. These statements are subject to risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially, including the risks detailed in the company's most recent annual report on Form 10-K, the quarterly report on Form 10-Q filed yesterday, and other filings with the SEC, which are accessible on the SEC's website at www.sec.gov. These risks may be updated from time to time. The company undertakes no obligation to update forward-looking statements made during this call. Now I will turn the call over to Robert Price, Icemark's Interim Chief Executive Officer. Thank you, Michael. I also want to express my sincere thanks and appreciation to our employees, both here in the United States and in the countries where we operate our business. Overall, I am very pleased with our sales and earnings results. I especially commend our operations and buying teams for their outstanding performance. I also want to highlight our December sales, $511 million, the highest sales month in our company's history. These record sales were made possible by the coordinated efforts of our buyers, PriceMark Club employees, and our logistics team members. Finally, I would like to congratulate 
our longtime team member, Paul Kovaleski, on his recent appointment as Executive Vice President and Chief Merchandising Officer of Pricemart. Now, Michael will continue with his presentation. Thank you, Robert. We had a strong first quarter as both total revenues and net merchandise sales exceeded $1.1 billion. Net merchandise sales increased by 10.7% or 6.8% in constant currency, and comparable net merchandise sales increased by 8% or 4.3% in constant currency. By segment, in Central America, where we had 29 clubs at quarter end, net merchandise sales increased 11.3% or 6.4% in constant currency with a 9.1% increase in comparable net merchandise sales or 4.3% in constant currency. All of our markets in Central America had positive comparable net merchandise sales growth. Our Central America segment contributed approximately 550 basis points of positive impact to the growth in total consolidated comparable net merchandise sales for the first quarter. This segment includes two new clubs following the opening of our third warehouse club in El Salvador in May 2023 and our sixth warehouse club in Guatemala in November 2023. In the Caribbean, where we had 14 clubs at quarter end, net merchandise sales increased 6.4% or 8.6% in constant currency, and comparable net merchandise sales increased 6% or 8.2% in constant currency. Our Caribbean region contributed approximately 180 basis points of positive impact to the growth in total consolidated comparable net merchandise sales for the quarter. In Colombia, we had 10 clubs open at the end of our first quarter, following the opening of our El Poblado Club in Medellin on September 1st. Net merchandise sales in Colombia increased 19.3% or 4% in constant currency, and comparable net merchandise sales increased 7.1% or decreased 7.2% in constant currency. Columbia contributed approximately 70 basis points of positive impact to the growth in total consolidated comparable net merchandise sales for the quarter. In terms of merchandise categories, when comparing our first quarter sales to the same period in the prior year, our foods category grew approximately 7%, our non-foods category increased approximately 9%, our food services and bakery categories increased approximately 7%, and our health services including optical, audiology, and pharmacy, increased over 600%. Membership accounts grew 3.8% versus the prior year to 1.82 million accounts, with a 12-month renewal rate of 87.4% as of the end of our first quarter. Platinum membership accounts are 9.3% of our total membership base as of November 30, 2023, an increase from 7.9% as of November 30, 2022. Membership income for the first quarter was $17.7 million, an increase of 11.7% over the same period last year. In the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, we raised the annual membership fee for two cards by $5 for all membership types in most markets. We expect these fee increases to also take place in most of the remaining countries on a staggered basis during the remainder of fiscal 2024. Total gross margin from net merchandise sales increased $15.9 million, or approximately 9.6% versus the same quarter of the prior fiscal year, with a slight decrease in rate from 16.2% to 16.1%, 
primarily from the removal of our COVID premium and reduction of our FX premium. During the quarter, our average sales ticket grew by 2.3% and transactions grew 8.2% versus the same prior year period. The average price per item increased approximately 4.5% year over year, with average items per basket decreasing approximately 2.2% compared to the same period of the prior year. Total SG&A expense increased to 12.5% of total revenue for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, compared to 12.3% for the first quarter of fiscal year 2023, primarily due to higher competition and IT spend. Operating income for the quarter increased 4.8% from the same period last year to $58.2 million. We recorded a $2.1 million net loss in total other expense net in the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, compared to a $6.2 million net loss in total other expense net in the same period last year, primarily due to a decrease in other expense of $2.4 million, driven by a decrease in unrealized foreign currency losses compared to the prior year period as well as higher interest income of $1.7 million because of significantly more investments of surplus cash at higher yields. Our effective tax rate for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024 came in lower than last year at 32.3% versus 33.3% a year ago, primarily attributable to fewer valuation allowances on deferred tax assets from foreign tax credits that are no longer deemed recoverable. On a go-forward basis, we estimate our annualized effective tax rate will be approximately 32%. Net income increased 15.5% for the first quarter of fiscal 2024, coming in at $38 million, or $1.24 per diluted share, compared to $32.9 million, or $1.05 per diluted share in the comparable prior year period. Adjusted net income, which was the same as net income for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, increased 8.6% to $38 million, or an adjusted $1.24 per diluted share, compared to adjusted net income of $35 million, or $1.12 per diluted share in the comparable prior year period. Adjusted EBITDA for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024 was $77.8 million, compared to $75.2 million in the same period last year. Moving on to our strong balance sheet, we ended the quarter with cash, cash equivalents, and restricted cash totaling $186.9 million. From a cash flow perspective, net cash provided by operating activities totaled $41.1 million for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, compared to $30.5 million for the same prior year period. Shifts in working capital generated from changes in our merchandise inventory and accounts payable positions for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024 contributed $16 million of cash flow compared to the same prior year period. Average inventory per club decreased by approximately $200,000 or 2% and inventory days on hand decreased by approximately four days or 7% for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024 versus the same period in 2023. The primary year-over-year driver of the decrease of inventory per club is from selling through the remaining portion of overstocked soft line items carried over from fiscal year 2022, combined with efforts by our team to improve inventory management and flow. Net cash used in investing activity increased by $8.6 million for the first quarter of fiscal year 2024 compared to the prior year, primarily as a result of an increase in additions to property and equipment. Net cash used in financing activities during the first quarter of fiscal 2024 
increased by $89.2 million, primarily from the finalization of our stock buyback program during the quarter and lower proceeds from long-term bank borrowings compared to the same period a year ago. When reviewing our cash balances, it is important to note that as of the end of our first quarter, we had approximately $51.8 million of cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments denominated in local currency in Trinidad and Honduras, which we could not readily convert into U.S. dollars. Now on to our growth drivers. Starting with real estate, we are thrilled to have opened our Esquintla Club in Guatemala on November 30th, 2023. The Esquintla Club is our sixth club in Guatemala and our 53rd warehouse club overall. We are currently finalizing construction of our warehouse club in Santa Ana, El Salvador, which we plan to open in February 2024. This new club will be our fourth in El Salvador. Once this club is open, we'll be operating 54 warehouse clubs, and we are actively exploring additional locations as well. Additionally, we are currently remodeling several of our high-volume clubs, which are in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, Santiago, Dominican Republic, and Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, as well as expanding one of our clubs in San Salvador, El Salvador. We also entered into a promissory purchase agreement to acquire our club in Via Brazil, Panama, from our current landlord. Our Via Brazil club is the club with the highest sales volume in our Panama market, and we are very happy that through this acquisition, we can lock in long-term certainty as to our access to and development of this key location in Panama. We expect to complete this purchase during our second quarter. Finally, we continue to actively seek ways to improve our distribution infrastructure to better serve our members, lower the net landed costs of our merchandise, and enhance operating efficiencies. In October 2023, we relocated our distribution center in Panama, more than doubling its size to approximately 120,000 square feet. Building on the success of our Costa Rica distribution center, we believe this new facility will allow us to drive more efficiencies within our distribution network by centralizing the receiving process from local Panamanian vendors, as well as for imported merchandise into this market. We are actively reviewing similar opportunities in other markets. Turning now to membership value. As we've highlighted in previous calls, our private label members selection brand continues to be a high quality, good value alternative in these inflationary times. During the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, our private label sales represented 27.2% of our total merchandise sales. That's up 130 basis points from 25.9% in the comparable period of fiscal year 2023. In the first quarter of 2024, we launched nearly 100 new members' selection items. We also continue to focus on health services. We currently have 51 locations with optical centers and expect to have 53 open by the end of our fiscal year. Our optical program provides four free eye exams with every membership, and we performed over 35,000 eye exams during the quarter. Optical services are also an important component of our contributions to the communities in which our clubs are located. In partnership with Price Philanthropies, Apprendere Cosera Vision Program, PriceMart Optometrists perform eye exams and Price Philanthropies purchases the glasses from our optical centers. We provide both the exams and glasses for children and their families free of charge. We have provided almost 61,000 screenings, 14,000 exams, 
and 12,000 eyeglasses to date through this program. We currently have pharmacy centers in all eight of our warehouse clubs in Costa Rica and three warehouse clubs in Panama. We expect to open two more pharmacies in Panama and five in Guatemala during fiscal year 2024. With respect to audiology centers, we currently have 25 centers open. We expect to open three additional centers in Panama and one center in each of Jamaica and Trinidad in fiscal year 2024. Our third growth driver is providing omnichannel shopping options for our members, including sales via our app and or our desktop website. We currently utilize PriceSmart.com, our app, and other third-party last-mile delivery services to drive online sales. During the first quarter, total e-commerce sales represented a record 5% of total net merchandise sales. Total e-commerce orders increased 29.4%, and the average transaction value increased 1.1% versus the prior year period. As of the end of our first quarter, approximately 61.5% of our members have created an online profile with Pricemart.com or via our app, and 15.9% of our total membership base have made a purchase on Pricemart.com or our app. We believe that there are significant growth opportunities in our digital channel, and we will continue to invest in this part of our business to provide an enhanced omni-channel experience and additional value to our members. Switching gears slightly, environmental and social responsibility continues to be an important component of how we approach our business. We do our best to incorporate practices that use natural resources responsibly. Just to give a quick update, we currently have seven recycling centers open with two in El Salvador, three in Honduras, and two in Guatemala. On average, around 15,000 pounds of recycled material is being collected monthly in each location. We are on track to open four recycling centers in the Dominican Republic and one more in Guatemala by the end of the fiscal year 2024. You can find more information about PriceMart's philanthropic and corporate social responsibility efforts on PriceMart.org. Looking forward a little into our current second quarter, our comparable net merchandise sales for the four weeks into December 31, 2023 were up 12.1% or 8.1% in constant currency, with both Costa Rica and Colombia contributing positively from a foreign currency exchange rate perspective. Our non-foods merchandise sales did extremely well in December, in large part due to a newly designed flex area in many of our clubs. These flex areas prominently display merchandise in high-traffic areas of the club, such as near the entry and along the main aisle. This gives a fresher look to our members and keeps the excitement going in our clubs. In closing, in fiscal year 2024, we are focused on making shopping easier, more efficient, and more rewarding for our members. We are doing this by filling our clubs with the right merchandise geared to our members' wants and needs. We are proud of another successful quarter, a great start to our second quarter, and our team who makes all this possible. Thank you for joining our call today. I will now turn the call over to the operator to take your questions. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchstone phone. If you'd like to withdraw your question, please press the star followed by the two. If you're using a speakerphone, please lift the headset before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Your first question comes from Hector Maya from Scotiabank. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you very much for taking my questions. Um, we, we are seeing that accounts payable seem to have increased by four days this quarter. 
could you ex could we expect this to be a structural thing and uh, or what was behind the move or did something change when negotiating with suppliers here? Hi Hector, yeah, um, good to talk to you. Um, yeah, I would say uh, no, nothing in particular uh, has changed. I mean, there's been a kind of we, we measure kind of our AP to inventory ratios, kind of how we look at it um, overall. Uh, obviously, we monitor terms too, um, but I wouldn't say anything specific has happened there. It could be just the timing of the flow of merchandise. Um, but yeah, we're uh, overall we're managing kind of our AP inventory ratio as a as a whole. And we have definitely seen improvements over the last over the last year, um, significantly higher uh, during you know during COVID when we asked for extended terms, we unwound a lot of that. And I think it's probably just more of a, a reflection of where where our inventory is in the in the pipeline, which is pretty long, as you know. Yeah, I understand. And uh, could you also please walk us through your views on how the Colombian market could evolve during the year? I mean. Wanted to know if uh, the dynamic during December and how it was, and understand if there was a trend change after the declining comparable sales and constant currency uh, seen during the quarter. Well, on the on the sales in particular, um, I, um, you noticed that uh, the constant currency comparable net merchandise sales were were slightly negative. Were negative during the quarter, but we do like to point out that you know we opened up our second club in Medellin. On September 1st, so that's a contributing factor. In uh, in December, uh, we gave the comp sales uh, in total, but I mean all markets were were positive comp sales in both U.S. dollars and constant currency for December. So I don't know if that's a trend for the rest of the year or not, but uh, um, certainly uh, certainly uh, bodes good. Robert, if you want to add anything about Colombia, no, okay. Understand and. The last one, I, I, if you could share with us also if uh, your view on further buyback for the year has changed or if no further movements in this are on the table. Uh, we'll be discussing all of those things at our board meeting that's coming up now, so I think it's uh, premature. Got it. I understand. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hector. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one. Your next question comes from John Bratz from Kansas City Capital. Please go ahead. Good morning, Robert, Michael. Uh, Michael, uh, the, um, sequentially your gross margin improved from the, thir uh, from the fourth quarter, and in the, in the uh, 10Q, you mentioned that food and bakery margins were, were higher. Um, can you talk a little bit about the sequential improvement in margins um, uh, in the first quarter? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of have a similar conversation every quarter. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces in margin, uh, John, as you know, mm -hmm. um, at any point in time, um, different dynamics and different markets going on. And... Uh, and uh, you know we ended up the year a little bit lower uh, last year, lower a quarter in particular in Q4, and then it spiked back up a little bit in Q1. So um, you know something that we continue to monitor actively, and, and you, you know our business model is driven by margin dollars and, and delivering the best value to our members. So we'll just continue to monitor that as we, as we go forward. Okay. Has have you made any pricing changes within Columbia? I know. Um, 
uh, it's been a tough market there, given the uh, exchange rates and so on. But and you were you were uh, uh, you had uh, had taken some pricing actions. Has uh, are those prices have those prices changed at all? Or is uh, are there continuation of what you've been uh, what you've seen? I, I, John, I, I would say that it's pretty much what we, you know, it's consistent. We haven't really done much different than what we've been doing the last six months in terms of pricing. And um, I think that one of the things in Colombia, just to be aware of, you know, with the elections that happened, they had, yeah. I think, really helped the country a lot in terms of outlook and everything. So I'm sure... You know, our sales have been good, and I'm sure everybody in Colombia is probably getting pretty good sales right now. But as far as margins, we're just hanging in there and trying to be as competitive as we can be. Okay. Okay. The uh, the new Medellin storm uh, just opened up. Um, any um, any commentary on on the performance of that storm, and maybe also what. Um, Impact it had on uh, you know sort of cannibalization of the um, of sales from your uh, other stores and, and and the impact on on the uh, Colombian comps in the quarter. I think overall the new one is doing pretty much what we thought it would do in sales. The uh, one that was already there, which we call Las Americas, mm-hmm. has actually performed sales wise better than we thought. Okay. Okay. Uh, and lastly, uh, how far along are you in, in terms of the membership uh, uh, price increase? Um, I know you're going to stagger it through the year, but uh, you know, in the first quarter, are you have you 25 percent complete now? Yeah. So um, yeah, kind of. We we looked at this, you know, market by market because the dynamics of what's going on in different markets with some of the civil unrest we've had in some of our countries and, and different different factors that have come along during the year. So we got, I think we got more than half from a cash perspective, not from a P&L perspective, obviously, from a cash perspective as far as what we're charging, more than half of our clubs um, were charging the, the higher fee by the end of the quarter. And uh, most of the rest of the, of the countries are uh, are scheduled to be staggered in during Q2. Uh, and okay. And, and Michael, just... Just to be sure, I I heard that I heard correctly. Your your December comps were 12.1 and 8.1 um, constant currency. Yes, that's correct. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, John. And there are no further questions at this time. I will turn the call back over to Michael for closing remarks. Okay, thank you, everybody. That wraps up our conference call for today. We hope you have a great day. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for joining, and you may now disconnect your lines. Thank you.